0: the driven women's guide to love life and business hosted by the boss ladies alex and gabby combined their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you you're listening to girls gone boss
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. I'm Alex. I'm Gabby. And we are here today by ourselves. Woo! Yeah. This is... Is this our first time? Basically, yes. Since the beginning. Since Since the first episode. This is our first episode alone. Yes.
0: I don't think I need to use the headphones like you said. (laughs)
1: No, I don't think so. I'm going to take them off. Sorry, Ricky. Don't be upset.
0: Uh, But yeah, this is our first time since a very long time. Yeah. How many episodes are we
1: in? 37. 37 mm-hmm. episodes in
0: and finally we're
1: back to just you and me. Yeah. And in what, three weeks? No, in a month, we're gonna have our one year anniversary. Yes. I know I was thinking about that. Uh,
0: that yeah. shy of a year, we've already accomplished a lot, lot of our, you know, short term goals because I know we have really big ones. Yes. Um, but I mean, just a little before the year, um, I think the community has grown. Mm-hmm. Um our reach, Um, I think the variety of topics that we wanted to get into have been met. And I think even um, we've even done more than we expected. I think so, too, especially because
1: we're extremely busy people with our own personal schedules, with different things, with work, family, life, life, exactly. And to be able to commit to doing one episode every week. Although you guys know that sometimes we record in batches. We'll record two, three episodes in one day just because it does get a little bit difficult to record every single week because Gabby does travel a lot. I used to travel a lot too, but not as much anymore. But Gabby, Gabby, I don't know how she sleeps or how she does anything because she's so, so busy all the time.
0: Yeah, but it's fun because... Um, at the end of the day, I feel like we're committed to this and we're still going to make it happen no matter what. Absolutely. Um. So whether or not we have banked interviews, we know that we have banked guests, mm-hmm. a guest list of of wish lists that we know we have a million women we want to reach out to. So, so many. So we're so excited that...
1: And this is just like the tip of the iceberg because we literally have... A, our wish list is pages and pages and pages long, um, not just in the Miami area, but... Everywhere else as well. Yeah,
0: especially on the idea of doing a podcast tour. I think we've been um, talking about it. And because we're very into manifesting, Mm -hmm. shout out to Lisa and Janet. I'm sure you guys heard the episode. Um, We want to keep mentioning that because we will make this happen. And the first city we want to start is New York City. So um, we're looking into maybe sponsors or... So if anybody listening that knows any brands that you think would go with GGB, um, hit us up. We're they don't open have to, to it.
1: They don't have to necessarily be only local to New York. They can be from anywhere. It's just if they want exposure and if they want to, you know, help out. I don't know, women entrepreneurs. It would be wonderful. We're looking for someone to possibly donate either um, a tour bus, which would be freaking we're amazing. Big right now, guys. Yeah, we're amazing. going to go in hard. Uh-huh. Yes, a tour bus. We can Imagine. record from there too.
0: A tour bus where we have a little podcast exactly. studio. And wrapped all in pink and yes. all of our aqua color and yes. GGB. And you know GGB's in the house because you see it. Yes. And then you just jump in and join the club,
1: buy some merch. By then we should have merch. Okay, Gabby, I got to tell you something. What? You without headphones talk really low.
0: Really? Yeah. so Isn't that Am, I, am I supposed to be a little higher? I'm, I'm going to put,
1: put up your mic then.
0: Because, you know, I'm kind of deaf.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you.
0: Is this still recording? Yeah. Okay, I'm yes, kind of so. deaf because, you know, honestly, guys, I've been working <laughs> with that music industry true. for 15 years. And I have gone to the doctor and my hearing is dipping, which okay, is not a good look. But did you
1: do the thing where like they put the yes, hot? Yes, and
0: you have to raise your yeah, hand yeah, yeah. if you hear that a noise. That didn't work?
1: No, I mean, what do you mean the hot? No, they put... Okay, so my brother-in-law told me about this. He says he went to the doctor because he couldn't hear. And he says that the doctor's office is full of old people because old people have, you know, a lot of like backed up like ear wax, wax, right? Uh So they put like a hot oil and then they remove all that wax from your ear and then you can hear crystal clear. Really? You should do that. Well, I think it's... Probably I should, but...
0: I think it was a test to see your he- it was a yeah. hearing test. So I don't think you can fake like that Like in middle or not. school or high school. Yes, like- and you ha- you hear the little beep yeah. beep and then it gets lower and lower until like the frequency is like super low and if you can't hear that then there's means there's some damage. And apparently I couldn't hear some parts of it. And when the doctor gave me the diagnosis, he Told, he asked me, he's like, do you work with music? Or like, are you always out? Yeah. And I was like, yes, I do. And he told me I would probably need to be wearing some um, ear protection really? when I go to... Yes, yeah, because I even went to the Bad Bunny concert the other day. And it was so loud for me. I had to... I didn't have the ear things. Um, like earplugs. Ear you mean? Like earplugs to protect okay. my ears. Yeah. Um, I can make them for my ear and yeah. get a mold and everything. I don't know how we got into me not hearing. I don't know oh. either, but... <laughs> That's fine. (laughs) But basically, um, I need to take care of my ear because I'm way too... My ear hearing because I'm way too young to be like experiencing this. But it's because of the industry that I'm in. I've been exposed to a lot of high high music. Well,
1: I have the same issues. Working in television production, you have like grade A speakers and everything that you're listening... Like all the promos that we used to build, you have to listen to it really, really loud with headphones and with like super expensive like audio equipment. I mean, Ricky knows about this stuff. So... I have a little bit of a hearing issue too for sure probably not as bad as yours though
0: probably not but yeah yeah, so the doctor told me like yeah you have a dip in your hearing and you know you just need to take care of it so it doesn't progress so guys when I put on the headphones I probably don't hear as much (laughs) and that's probably why I'm loud and I am loud typically I'm a fucking Latina Gabby's Gabby's deaf and I'm blind so we're a great team (laughs) we're a great team (laughs) Uh, yeah everything oh god it's kind of hot in here right yeah by the way shout out to Kavassier. i'm having a little drink of Kavassier. Yeah. so is alex and we are cheering thank you for the love what about that amazing that was awesome amazing honor that we got that, the women's that squad? was
1: awesome i wish i wish more people could have we could have invited more people Because it was such an incredible event. Thank you so much, Carvasseer and Invite Only Rocks for giving us the honor um, of Women's Month for changing your code, code, which is completely amazing. And really what we've been doing from the beginning in Miami with our roots, with the podcast. Um, We want to shout out to Brittany, Alex, Michelle, Joanna, Joey. Sarah, Sebastian, um, Lauren from the teams, and then Chanute, who was also honored along our side and then people that helped us build the video that we did which was um, Mark Simmet sorry I call him Simmet usually <laughs> I call him Sims. Yeah. shout right. out to Zims, he's a loyal listener yes and Bebe, um, Julian and Romy who were all so kind to take time out of their day to do this video for us and oh, you guys have seen the video is so it is it's super cute I love it um, it's on our on our timeline if you guys want to check it out if you haven't yeah, we're going to drop so it on yet. Facebook too so that everyone can See it mm-hmm. um, So yeah
0: Shout out to Everyone that was Able to be a part Of it To our friends And family That came to the Event And to those people always cheering us on and giving us that like pat on the back, like, hey, you guys are making an impact and we're here to support it. And they
1: push us too. They push us, They really encourage Mm -hmm. us. Um, And also, big shout out to our Facebook fans. We've reached over 10,000 followers and likes. So thank you guys so much. So if you're not already following us on Facebook, please do so. It's also at Girls Gone Boss. Um, And yeah. yeah, we're building community and we're trying to find ways to... Uh, connect
0: with the Facebook community a little bit more. And as we learn more about like digital marketing and things, um, we realize that every platform, people use it for different things. So we're trying to find the balance. But we're so happy that we're building community everywhere. Yes.
1: Um, and I was actually talking to Carol Bardesano, who was yes. on the podcast a few weeks ago about digital marketing. And we were talking about how things just change. So ever since she was on the podcast, things have already changed. So we definitely want to have her back on at the end of the year to kind of give us like a recap of everything that has happened since then and to kind of bring us into 2020 wow wait
0: but let's talk about that day that instagram was down and facebook i was so excited and whatsapp was down i'm sorry
1: i okay i wasn't happy about whatsapp because i couldn't send you things that i needed to send you but i was actually really happy with facebook and instagram being down because it kind of gave me a reason to not want to go look at facebook everybody was like
0: is this the millennial apocalypse like what is
1: happening here I thought it was Twitter's way of saying, Haha, we got you Facebook and Instagram. Right.
0: And I was actually going to Snapchat like, OK, let me <laughs>
1: go to Snapchat <wrap laughs> right. to my five followers. But, <laughs> but,
0: uh, <laughs> but everyone was tripping at work. We were all like, what is
1: going on? Well, imagine how many businesses. That, I mean, that's your bread and butter, both but Facebook and Instagram. That is scary,
0: though, because what if there is one One day they can totally say like, I, we don't want to be
1: live anymore. I mean, just Shane it did down. it.
0: Exactly. So then what then for it's, other businesses? Okay, well, then
1: it's reinventing yourself all over again. And there's really nothing wrong with that. And that's literally how we grow. It's by exactly. reinventing ourselves each time. So it's important to have
0: yeah. the, the balance of obviously the digital side, but also like branding yourself outside of that. Exactly. Um, through events, through, you know, email marketing, mm-hmm. which we're learning. We have now a newsletter. We've built our email base. Yes. Which is b- growing. Right. But there's other ways to connect. You know, if one day these, you know, platforms decide to shut down, you yeah. have alternatives. Right. You Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. Protect yourself. And um, we're learning as we go, guys, too. So yeah. um, we're excited to be in this journey with you guys. And um, we get a lot of questions. We from do. People, Let's get into those. So many times they're asking us. Am I too low, Alex? Keep Alex is checking the audio. You're yes. good. You're good. Um, we have been kind of... Uh, just named, I guess not officially, just like kind of like virtual mentors, which is kind of like a cool little honor because honestly, I love having a mentor and having people that can help you within your journey, Mm -hmm. whether it be career or personal. Um, so it's kind of an honor to be a virtual mentor to so many people that are listening to us. Um and without even knowing that we're being that.
1: Right. And and it it's it's really nice to also give back because I know that listen, no one is anywhere where they are on their own. Somebody has helped you along the way. So if I can or we can give that back to someone whether it's advice or ideas or any anything that you guys need, we're more than happy to do that for you. Yes.
0: yes. So we're so open to questions. And I know that a lot of you want to get to know us on a more personal level. So that's why we decided to do this episode to just kind of open up a little bit about who Alex and I are outside of just interviewing people, which that's one of the things that we love to do. But we also understand that you guys want to know the face behind all of this. Right. And it's understandable. And, and we're open to letting you guys know Whatever it is you ask, I mean, honestly, you can't get too crazy on the questions, but right,
1: we don't have nothing. We've at. had listen, we've had some crazy <laughs> questions, but <laughs> but let's get to some of the the more like um career oriented questions, and then some personal questions that some of some, some people fun ask, ones and then and yeah, them. definitely some fun ones. The first question came from um at Danny Bon 91 and she sa- she's saying switching careers at 27 seems it's impossible any tips on going from hr to communications so i don't know if you want to start but i have some tips for her go ahead okay so danny i'm going to give you m- my story i I always knew that I wanted to be in television. So to me, it wasn't switching careers. To me, it was trying to get into the career that I wanted to be in without having a diploma. So when I was 26, I basically restarted my entire career again. I had a pretty good position prior to that at Fox Sports. I was an assistant director and um, that company... it didn't shut down, but they moved everything to Argentina. It was relocated. So that left me wondering, what am I going to do with my life at 26 years old? And I said, you know what? It's, if this is what I want to do, I'm going to do it no matter what it takes. And at that point in my life, I started, I became an assistant again. So I went from being an assistant director, which is a pretty high position to becoming someone's assistant, multiple people's assistant, getting coffee, doing schedules, answering phones, but it was in the industry that I wanted to be in. So I think it's really important not to lose the thought or just not to lose your your will and not to think that you're too good for that. Start over. It doesn't matter. Just get into communications. Even if if it's an internship, an assistant job, I've always tell people, whatever industry you want to get into, become an assistant because from there you're going to not only get to know every single person in that company, but you're going to know the back end of everything your boss and all the other departments do. And that's extremely crucial for your growth later on in life. It's knowing how every department works. So, get get an internship or become an assistant and that will set you on your way. I agree. And also
0: being in those positions gives you visibility with the executives at top level. And I think it's important to have visibility within companies uh, when you start because you need to be open to to getting to know these executives and for them to get to know you and your work style.
1: And they know, they know you don't want to be an assistant for the rest of your life. So they are going to hire the person that has to drive the commitment that they know that they can mold. And then those people themselves are going to promote you. I mean, that's something we experienced with Mark Simmet, Sean Saylor, Jose Dian, Jose Dian, Dian, Jesus Lara. We had amazing
0: executives who believed in us. I recall a situation. I was working as an executive assistant. I think Alex and I I have a similar background as far as that we both started in this business as executive assistants. Um, and I remember sitting outside of Josetian, who was a who is an amazing executive in the music industry, outside of his office, and you know, doing my thing at that point. Um, I was, I think, a coordinator at that point in the music and talent department. And, you know, I was like, Closing deals, getting artists to like get on shows, getting interviews locked in with publicists, just doing my thing on the phone. But again, I'm loud, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That has not changed. So outside, he would hear me doing all of these things. And. One day, I never forget, he sent me a note and he said, wow, you're doing an amazing job, Gabby. I'm proud of you. Like, keep, keep it up.
1: Let me tell you, I mean, you guys don't know, but I'm telling Gabby because I know Jose Dian and he's amazing. an incredible, incredible professional. That's a big deal. Coming from him.
0: Yes. And so to me was like, wow, I'm getting this visibility. I mean, before, prior to that, I covered a um, maternity leave for his executive assistant. And that's how he got to know me. So I got visibility with him through that, through me doing a temporary job, which I could have been like, I'm too good for that. Right. Now, that's yeah. not even long term. But because of that, I could still count on Jose till until this day. I know that if yes. I were to pick up a phone call... I mean, I pick up the phone and call him. He would pick up and he would be the most amazing and supportive person. And he has helped me grow into the professional that I am today. So.
1: Yes. And shout out to his wife, Melanie, and his Love adorable Melanie. kid, Nico. Nico. He's the cutest.
0: <laughs> and it's and you know, and, and those things are so vital to your growth. Getting in that in front of these executives that are able to just give you that hands and Pull you right,
1: up. right. And my transition from being an assistant to becoming a coordinator, um, I was assisting the SVP of the entire channel and the VP of creative at that time. Um, I had already been there for, I want to say, like four or five years. Um, and they knew my drive. They knew that I did not like to answer the phones. They knew that I did not like to book meetings, but I would always beg Can I sit on the meeting with you? Can I just take notes? Can I do this for you? Can I do this for you? And I think I was it's not that I was annoying, but I was just so persistent. And they knew that I wanted it so bad that when the opportunity opened up, it was literally given to me in a platter. And they said, we are going to move you from being an assistant to being a coordinator because you know that you have the drive. So I think that if you go into something and you just give it your all, whether it's an assistant job or not, or if it's just getting coffee, you're going to make it and you know what? Another episode that I think um, has a lot of value and you can go back and listen to and she'll tell you the same thing is Tasha. Tasha is had basically the same experience that we did and now yeah. she's VP of BET, which is incredible. Amazing. Yeah, Tasha DeRusso. Shout out to her. So Danny, you still have time, girl. Do, or boy, I'm not sure. I'm, I am think you're a girl. I'm going to assume you're a girl. But you still have time and go for it. Go
0: for it. And if you have to start from the bottom up, do it with your chin up mm-hmm. and know that. There's going to be an end to it. And the journey is part of the
1: fun. Yes. Okay. Next question. This one's a little bit weird. And I know exactly exactly <laughs> who wrote this. Um, it says, Alex doesn't like bananas. Even if she's blindfolded, she would know there's one there. Does she have a sixth sense? Caesar? yes, I do. So if anybody walks into the office with a banana in there, in a bag inside of their backpack, I will smell it.
0: How about I did not know about this banana thing? No, but you
1: did once you found out that I almost threw up on, right, on camera. I'm explaining yeah. it to them yeah, go
0: ahead. that I didn't really know about this banana thing. And we're in the middle of recording BB's episode, yeah. which you guys should listen, a two-part episode with BB. Shout out to BB. And I pull out a banana because like I'm hungry and sometimes I eat. Like right now I'm drinking during the episode, but sometimes I want to eat. Um,
1: And we're live, by the way. We're, like, recording. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And we're live, and I'm peeling that banana, and I don't even notice that she's giving faces to Bibi, like, what the F is she doing? Um, And Bibi just dies laughing. all hell breaks loose. And then that's when you drop the bottle of wine. And then I drop... You have to listen. That part is so funny. And then I didn't know how crazy your thing against bananas was. I'm
1: extremely sensitive to it. Like... My husband once, he said to me, if you just eat one bite of this banana, you can buy whatever you want. I don't care how much it costs. Girl, I really tried to eat that piece of banana. But what is it? You just think it's It's like the texture and the smell. Um. It's not the shape or anything like that. I'm not like weird like that. It's literally (laughs) the smell and the texture of the grains of the banana. I just can't. So if I have friends and I'm babysitting their kids and they want me to feed them banana, I'm like, you are... S-O-L because that is not happening. Sorry. <laughs> not
0: doing it. Well, I kind of like bananas but I will definitely respect no bananas around you. Maybe
1: it'll change one day. No, no, it won't. Okay. Next question. This is from Celeste. I feel actually a really good relationship with her. She's one Celeste of our listeners. is such an awesome, she's awesome, so awesome supporter.
0: Yes. She's always liking everything, commenting. Yes. Shout out to
1: you, Celeste. Yes. Thank you for the love. We talk a lot on DM. She wants to know, was it difficult to get jobs in the industry? yes and no there's there's two ways around it so it's a little bit difficult to get into an industry especially this type of industry or not this type not podcasting I mean I mean television production music anything in media if you don't know someone and I'm being completely honest with you guys um that's why networking is incredibly important (laughs) um you know the way that I got into Viacom was because I ended up meeting somebody from HR who remembered me um, from a wedding. So Maria, yes, Maria Galvan, what's up? So she remembered me, Maria. and when she found out that I had I was laid off from from Fox, she called me up and she said, "I have this two week temp job. It's only two weeks, and you know if you want it, it's yours." And at first, I was super hesitant because it was such a step down, but I said, you know what you never know who you're gonna meet and it worked out for me and fourteen years later, I was still at Viacom so I think that that it, it can be difficult to get into the industry, but if you're extremely persistent and you don't give up eventually you're gonna get a door open for you
0: yes, I agree um, it wasn't difficult for me per se it just took patience um, I started out as an intern in the industry um, and like Alex, I same person Maria um contacted me back um for after the internship to start a temporary job again. I, I didn't started, know that. Yes. Okay. Um I I did the internship at MTV right. with production management and then it ended. That was that. I went and worked at CBS for a little bit in hard news, which was totally not my thing. Me neither. I worked um, at hard news
1: too and it's not for me.
0: No way for mm-hmm. me. Um and so I went to like job fairs at Miami Dade College or anywhere that I can just put my resume and meet people in commu- in communications and I she happened to be at one of the tables for oh, MTV really? And she remembered me from the internship. And she was like, oh, my God, I remember you. Um, it's, it's kind of like a similar story, yeah. right? And um, I gave her my resume. And then that's when she called me to see if I can work for VH1 for Jay Share. Okay. Um, who was the executive producer for um, a couple of shows that they were doing for VH1. And I was going to start as an executive assistant. And I said, of course, but it was a show that had an end date. So it wasn't like a full time job. But I said, I don't care. I'm putting my foot in the door and I'm going to go regardless. But because of her and because I had already been in in the system is why I got back in the system. And then once I was in it, I. I really built a relationship with the HR department. I, again, visibility, right? If you're not top of mind, nobody's going to come knocking at your door for the opportunity. So I remember having those conversations, knowing that I was maybe a month away from the, the contract or ending. the show ending. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, hey, what's, do you know if there's anything else? Like, I'm still here. So it's, you have to have that hustler spirit and that go-getter spirit. To stay within the industry because that's gonna, that's gonna sustain you. Because nobody, again, none of the opportunities that I've had is because I didn't do the work or I wasn't persistent. I did the work, I was persistent, I maintained relationships. I think relationships, like you said, are super important because those relationships are also gonna build your credibility. People in the industry, it's a small circle. People will ask, Hey, do you know Gabby Ortega? Hey, do you know Alex Pender? Mm-hmm. Tell me about her. Mm-hmm. And then everyone knows each other and they'll keep it real. Like, hey, I worked with her. She was amazing, professional, always on time, always a go-getter. Or they could be like, she was horrible, horrendous, never, ever work with her. And it could shut down doors. So it's really about that.
1: Yes. And guys, for real, we cannot stress it enough. Build relationships with people. Say hi to people in the kitchen, in the cooler room or whatever you guys have at work. It's super important. Um, I used to be a very, very, very introverted person. I would not even say hi to people. And I had to come out of my shell. And it's taken me a long time. But had I done that in my 20s, I know that today I'd be somewhere else completely. Yeah, my, So yeah, My growth in the industry yes. was
0: because of relationships right. and relationships with the HR department that saw potential because those type of relationships are key in order to keep growing. And I was able to stay in a company for about 11 years, um, finding the right fit, finding the right fit because I would go from department to department, temp job to temp job. And then I realized that I really found my passion in the talent and music department Cause that's really what I wanted to do. And I really had my eyes set on that and opportunity opened in stores. And I was able to work my way into the department that I always wanted and, and finally had the full-time job that I wanted. It didn't take a quick time. I mean, I, I was there for a while, but it did pay off because then once I got there, um, I was able to foster even more relationships within the music industry that got me to where I am now. Um, so it's super important to just stay persistent. Know that there's going to be roadblocks, but build relationships, build credibility and just know that, you know, stay positive and stay positive
1: and always lead with passion, guys. So important to lead with passion. If you're not leading with passion, forget everything that you're doing. And,
0: and sometimes you have to stand up for yourself too.
1: But that, that that goes back to showing that like it's super important to do internships and assistant jobs because you do get to know every aspect of every department. Have you not done that? How would you have known like your passion for not doing production management and doing music. Yeah, and
0: I did traffic too. Right, I remember I did, that. Yeah, I did, um, you know, I did some marketing yeah. within TV within MTV. Um, but yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I was, uh, I thought I wanted to do programming. And once I was doing programming, I mean, I did like it. I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling me in every aspect. Of <laughs> Gabby's getting another glass of crevassier. Eh? Oh guys, this is like crack. But not really. I don't do drugs. Exactly. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying, but yeah, it's super important, guys. But okay. you get it. Yes, you guys just have to hustle. It. All right. Next day, what ops did you take? Okay, so what opportunities did you take advantage of that made you stand out amongst others? Wow.
0: That's- that's Celeste again. Good job, Celeste. I love those questions.
1: Um, opportunities that I that, that you take advantage of what made you stand out the most, I think it's not saying no to anything. Every opportunity that comes our way. Oh, you know what I do actually vividly remember? So I was still an assistant. Gabby, I believe, was already a coordinator because she moved up quicker than I did. Um and they were doing a lot of shoots with MTV Tres. Tres is like the U.S. Um, Hispanic channel for MTV in the U.S. And they were always doing shoots with, um, I forgot these uh, guys' names, but it was two guys, Rakim and...
0: Ken y. Yes.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Yes, because
0: during that time of MTV Tres, it was... You know, obviously, right now we're in a Latin explosion, yeah. so everyone's cool and popular. Back in the day, we used to have like J Balvin come through, yes. Maluma come yes. through, Rakim and Daddy Yankee, mm-hmm. and they People were like, would come
1: over. Nobody yeah. knew them, right?
0: But they were coming to our TV station, yeah. and we were all like, "Oh my god, like who is this? Reggaetonero? Yeah. yeah, gente de zona. Remember when yes. gente de zona was gente nobody? De
1: awesome." Um, and Biso and Duna also. Be so and do and like, know there's when? There's just so yeah. many. There's so many artists. And I was only an assistant. So I would just beg my boss to please let me help Gabby and the team and anything that I could do. I don't care if I had to stand outside the door. And my job was to make sure that nobody would walk in. I, I just wanted to learn and be in the middle of everything. We did shoots with, remember David Archuleta? Yeah, from we American have a Idol? We should post we it. We should post yes. it. TBT. That picture has to be a, at least 11 years old because it's such a long time ago.
0: We did work with him. Yes. Um, We worked with Prince Royce when he was very early in his career. Mm -hmm. Uh, Becky G. Oh, that's right. Everyone that is now really popping they went through our doors.
1: But all those opportunities were just literally like like making sure no one was talking or just making sure that the cables were running correctly or setting up the chairs or, you know, helping pay for the artist's parking. Like, it could have been anything. It was just never say no. Just take a chance, do it. It doesn't matter. So as long as you keep an open mind and you say yes to everything, you are already taking advantage of opportunities and you don't know what they can turn into in the future.
0: Exactly. So there is that saying that sometimes you have to wear many hats and um, do it with, you know... Do it with your, you know, positive attitude, and I think people will always keep you top of mind, and that's a way to stand out. Right, a way to stand out is always to just be like very pleasing to work around with. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are thinking, okay, between her and her, or him and him, okay, he has a pretty shitty attitude. He never really wants to do anything. He's always, ugh, really. That's not what I'm here for. That's not in my job description. Um, but then the other person's like, hey, I'm down for whatever, whatever you need. I'm here for you, and they. Well, in that's Spanish, a good point. That's a in good In Spanish, point. I would say resuelven. Yeah. Then I'm going to fuck with them. You know right. what I mean? Right. So, attitude
1: is key. Yes, say yes, but
0: with a great attitude. Exactly.
1: Okay. I think that's good. Next questions: What's your typical work day like? Gabby, you can start in and I'll go.
0: Um, there isn't a set thing for me, It's always varies. I have uh, multiple things projects going on simultaneously. So it's never going to be like the same thing every day. Some days, you know, I may be traveling. Some days I may be at a shoot. Some days I may be at the office. Um, you know, very heavily email driven day. Uh, or some days are really packed with meetings, which is those days are kind of like dreadful because then you get to like a thousand more emails that you couldn't get to that day. So um, it just depends. It's, it varies. My days are not the same ever, which is kind of exciting at the same time because it isn't uh, boring or something that I'm like, oh, really, I'm just going to go sit up in front of the computer for eight hours every day. No, but some days can be like 12 to 14, depending um, if I'm having an award show that week or there's going to be a video shoot or So it's very dynamic in that sense that it changes all the time. And that's what I love about it.
1: I love that. So I'm going to be completely real with you guys. And I can openly talk about this now just because I had a contract and I wasn't really able to speak about it. But I am no longer at Viacom as of December. There was a, a company restructure, massive layoff where my entire department was relocated to Argentina. Um, after they did a merch with Telefe, which was a huge merge, it was kind of obvious that it was coming. But, you know, I'm a loyal, true Viacom lover. And I was going to stay till the end, knowing that there was going to be an expiration date eventually. But I loved my team so much, the work that I did so much, and my boss so much that to me, it didn't matter. I, I was going to stay till the end. Um, so to give you a little bit of an insight of what my day-to-day was, Um, I manage the Department of Creatives for Linear, which is basically everything that you see on TV, and then Off-Air, which is digital print, um, billboards... Uh, I don't know, a logo on a pencil, literally anything that is not on television that has our brand. So my job was to manage the creatives, uh, which was producers, sound engineers, copywriters, graphic designers, coordinators, and basically create their workflow, let them know what they needed to do for that week, how many promos we needed to produce, how many shoots we needed to go on. Um, And it was everything from For big shoots, it was everything from set design to wardrobe choosing to picking out, you know, literally every single thing the food, the the transportation. I mean, obviously, it wasn't just all on me. I had a team that helped me out do all of this, especially with production management. But it was doing the budgets, figure, you know, figuring out how we were going to work with third party companies out of the country, in Europe, in South America, in, guys all over the world so my day like gabby was not always the same but my but my duties were very specific and it was basically to produce good content with good ratings that was going to be eye catchy we were trying to do the best that we could with the budget that we had um and and that was basically my typical day um it was just producing new innovative content for the channel for digital and on air So that's what I did. That was a typical day of mine. You were making magic, girl. The next question is hardest part of your day job. Um, I think for me, the hardest part of my day job was coming home at 10 o'clock every single night and not having much of a personal life, Um, especially since I managed on air, which means, you know, the channel never sleeps, I had to constantly have my phone on me because I would get phone calls at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, almost daily from New York, from the NOC, which is like where everything gets transmitted. If something was missing, if something had an error, um, if anything happened. So you're really on call 24-7. So I could never really disconnect. But to me, it really didn't matter because I loved what what I do and did so much that I didn't care to get a phone call at four o'clock in the morning on the weekends. So that was the hardest part of my job. It's just basically neglecting my personal life, my husband, my family, and my friends, which now I'm able to, you know, go back to that now and like really nurture those relationships again.
0: Hey, and I just want to give you um, just a sanity or mm-hmm. more like peace in your heart to know that you're going to be okay because it happened to me. Of course, I know. And you see, I was fine. I was able to move to LA, do the things that I wanted to do during that transition, and then I'm back and doing the things that I love. So every setback or I wouldn't see it as a setback. It's just every ending. It's just to open up to a new beginning.
1: Oh, girl, I am so excited for what's to come next because I think I learned... I couldn't have learned anything else at MTV anymore. I mean... After I got Paramount, I learned a whole new a whole new life of how to like work with different types of shows and different type of content, and that was amazing. But honestly, I'm excited for the next step because we're moving forward with technology and digital media. Digital marketing are becoming such a big part of our lives that I think that that's the next place that I really want to get into. But. Right now, just so that everyone knows, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do if I'm even going to go back to working because at the end of the day, Girls Gone Boss has become our baby, our passion. And, you know, me and Gabby always talk about, you know, I want to do this full time and I'm the one that's able to do a little bit more during the week because Gabby is busy during the week. But, you know, maybe I'll just stick doing GGB and nothing else. So hopefully sponsors will come in and I can just do this, you know, for us full time and keep growing. I think
0: think that's the dream. The dream is to have... um, We were just talking about that before we started recording... Um, like a WeWork for Girls Gone Boss where we can just have our office, our podcast station and do this full time. It's a possibility. There's tons of podcasts that do it. Shout out to Lady Gang, Mm -hmm. Almost 30 Gang. Yes. Those are the people that we look up to and we really see that there's a movement behind it, especially within the Latin community. There isn't those faces of like professional women that are like working their asses off and making shit happen and being impactful to the community and have experience in this stuff, you know, um, as far as like, you know, I've been through that. Right. Like I can tell you like I. I've been in the business for 15 Alex the same. Yeah. So, I think it's it's opening up a lane for us US Hispanics that are trying to just live out the American dream that our yes. parents brought us here to do. And it's awesome that we could do it with our platform.
1: Next question. When you knew a job was not for you, how did you know and what did you do that, to change that or get out? To change that and get out?
0: Well, I can start. Um, During my transition, um, during like a time where I was kind of in um, limbo of what was next, um, I moved to LA. It was always been a dream of mine. I've always loved Hollywood and what LA really signifies. I think it signifies like just opportunity. So I moved to LA. I crashed in my best friend's couch. Shout out to Ori. Also shout out to Melissa, who's also one of my other best friends. I crashed in her couch. Um, It was a humbling experience I would do over any day. But I got to experience living in Los Angeles. And in the meantime, I was consulting too or freelancing also with different jobs and opportunities that came my way. Because at that point, I was just like, listen, I need to get visibility. I need to get opportunity. And I need to just go for what's mine. And I'm sure the right opportunity will come if it's meant to be. And so in that process and in that transition, I did a lot of jobs that I really didn't like. And I I didn't really think that was like, who I really wanted to be. And it was like nothing horrible. I, I worked in um, PR for film um, and it was great experience, but I knew it wasn't for me. It wasn't
1: fulfilling you.
0: No, it just wasn't for me. Okay. It just
1: didn't vibe
0: like as far as like my personality yeah. and what I wanted to do is like PR is just not my thing. Um, But I, I understood that and I realized it, but I received it at the moment because at that point, I met an, uh, the amazing CEO um, of the company who's such a badass and I have a great relationship with her and I think it was a situation where it it was just momentary and I knew it was momentary but I knew I had to like go out there meet people and I got to work for with an amazing film that most of you can recall, which is Deadpool. Um, it, it did amazing. And we were working with um, campaigns towards the U.S. Hispanic audience. So I learned a lot about that. And I learned a lot about the film side in Hollywood, the studios, working with studios, um, but I knew in my heart it wasn't my thing. And I was very transparent with the CEO because I believe in being transparent all yeah. the time. And she hired me on a temporary basis. So it wasn't like I was there for long and I knew I wasn't going to be there for long. But I was transparent with her. Like, hey, listen, I my thing is more music, you know. Um, so I think when you are in situations like that, you... Um, Just have to be real with yourself. Okay, this might not be for me. This is not an interest in my heart. It doesn't really just it doesn't really like resonate with who I am and what I want to do but I know but you have to be real like sometimes you got to do things that you don't want to do because you have to pay that bill or you have to like you know put food on the table for your kids so sometimes you got to do that but know that there is this isn't the end all you know what I mean I knew I wasn't going to be in this forever it's just a stepping stone to the moment that I was in so you know, I think it's just doing whatever you're supposed to do at the time with heart and passion, no matter what. But knowing that if it, is, it isn't for you, you can be transparent about it and and just move on.
1: Right. And I actually agree with you because I have the same experience for a job that was offered to me. And I just right off the bat, I knew that it was not going to be for me. Um, and this is actually not too long ago. I was asked to consult um, for a celebrity to help build their brand on digital. And after doing a lot of research on the celebrity, which honestly I had never heard of before, but apparently they're a pretty big Latin name and doing a lot of research. I couldn't just do it just for the money. I knew that I was not going to be passionate about it. And to me, you know, you guys, I always preach the importance of passion. Um, it was, not taking a job just because I needed a job or just because I wanted a paycheck. It's because I want to do a good job. And if my full heart is not into it and I'm not going to go back for you, why would I take that opportunity from somebody else that might do a much better job? And trust me, I mean, I'll do a good job anyway, but I need to feel passionate about what I do. Otherwise, I can't do it. So I knew from the beginning that job was not for me. I was also very transparent with the CEO of the company that contacted me and I said, you know what, I would love to work with you in the future, but at this moment in my in my life, this is not something that that I'm going to be able to give my a 100% for. So
0: I love it. So it's basically being transparent. What you want because I think people at the end of the day they just want the truth, they do. Nobody wants, Nobody so wants you to, to waste your time, yeah. They don't want to waste your time. So, as long as you do that, I think you're gonna be fine.
1: Yes, I agree. All right, next question we have a few more left. What are our morning must do's for me? Um, coffee, yes, but before coffee <laughs> is meditation. I, I need to, yes, really get into it. So, that. you know what? I thought it was gonna be extremely difficult. I can't meditate, um, meditate. In a quiet room, I Relax. can't do that. I lay in bed. I put in my headphones. If my husband's sleeping, if he's not sleeping, and he's he's usually up way before I am. He's super. He doesn't sleep ever. He he gets <laughs> shout like shout out to Ryan. Yeah, he gets like four hours of sleep, and he's like a ray of sunshine already. I need like thirty hours of sleep every night. But um, when I wake up, I go to my calm app. It's free, so you guys should download it. And they have gajillion gajillion meditations and they're they're either guided or music based there's um guys there's every kind um and actually thank you bb because she's the one that introduced me to this app and i do a 10 minute morning positivity meditation and that literally changes my mood for the day and i've noticed that because i can wake up being happy but if something happens in my day i'll revert and i'll be pissed off for a second After doing the meditations, I'm able to really like look back and reflect and be like, why are you so mad? Like, you don't (laughs) gotta be mad. And then that meditation has helped me a lot. And it's only 10 minutes and it's guided and it's great. And you don't have to sit there and, you know… Just lay there and disconnect. Yeah, Yeah. just lay there and listen. That's all you have to do. Then it's coffee. Then I water my plants. And then I open my emails. So Mm -hmm. that's my morning routine. How about you? So
0: I've been trying to get into the habit of the meditation part so and the journaling part um because i think spirituality is super important to me um so i have a christian like journal um kind of it you can read like a scripture but it gives it to you like real life um context so it gives you like a fact it gives you scripture for from the bible okay but then it gives you like context that's like real life and you can put it and and kind of practice it into your real life. Um, so I have a journal and then you can like write and kind of like just, I've been wanting to do meditation, do my journaling and then start my day. I did it for like about a month and then I couldn't continue because I broke it. I, I started becoming of the world. And, oh my God, I got to rush and go and get get myself together and head to work. So my goal is to con- to start that again. That's
1: okay. You're aware of it. So that's, yeah,
0: that's step one. The meditation, I actually use Insight Timer, which is another app.
1: Oh, wait, that's the one I use. Just kidding. Yeah. Not calm. I'm sorry, guys. It's Insight Timer. Okay. Sorry so about Timer that. Insight Timer has yes. amazing
0: guided meditations, which... I have done and, you know, I'm an I suffer from anxiety. So that also is something that helps me with anxiety, helps me just also, like you said, to set the day, the tone for the day and but to continue and continuously do it as a habit. It has been rough. I'm not gonna lie. And that's something that I wanna incorporate more and more of. Right.
1: Well, life gets in the way. And sometimes yeah. it is extremely difficult. It's a little bit yes. easier for me right now, just because I have my own schedule. I'm making my own schedule, but yeah. I, I can understand why that's yeah. difficult. So that
0: ideally would be the run of my day, would be like medit you know, meditation, then journaling, you know, and then start my day. But for now, it's kind of like hasn't that hasn't been the flow, but I do wake up and unfortunately, the first thing I do is like, look at my phone, check my emails, check messages, see if Alex is hitting me up about something. Which I'm usually not (laughs) in the morning
1: because I sleep in.
0: Um, Or, you know, part of my morning, I definitely have to incorporate music. I put music on, I blast it loud because... I love music and I think it also helps my spirit. And as I put on my makeup and I get dressed, like there's always got to be something like rolling out. But I also incorporate if it's not music, I also have to have something auditory. So I use um, I love listening to podcasts. Um, so I can use I can listen to Own. I love Oprah, everybody knows that. <laughs> so I've been doing, I've been listening to like the stuff she's doing with um Edgar Tolley. So that's like super inspiring. And or I listen to Abraham Hicks or or Joel Olstein. He has also a podcast. So anything that can be auditory that I can kind of just listen as I start my crazy day because I'm like trying to find out what to wear. It helps me.
1: And now you mentioned that journal, that Christian journal that you have. In case anybody's interested, where did you get something like that? Actually, it was a gift. It was a
0: gift from one of my really good friends and my line sister um, in a sorority, um, Jeanette. She gave it to me. Um, And I can... Maybe you can post a picture of it it and then tag it it, just so
1: people know. Because like, I think that's super interesting. I just wouldn't know where to get that at.
0: Yes. And it's really awesome because it has like a scripture and then a message from the scripture. Right. Is kind of um emphasized on a bigger scale, but in a context that you can understand for your personal life so and then you could take away and then it has a little space where you can write
1: and you know you know Bethany. Martinez. Yes. Okay, so you guys have heard her on the podcast. She's an incredible real estate agent and she started um, Females for Profit. She also has, she journals a lot and she has, I don't know exactly what they are, but they're these little inspirational cards. Mm -hmm. And I know they're also based on the Bible, but it kind of like talks Mm -hmm. about today mm-hmm. and how it relates to today. Yes. Is it something like that It's but very in a journal. similar, journal? But okay. in a journal. It's like very a cool. it's, it's
0: definitely like a notebook. Okay. And then every day it's like a new thing. You're it's for the year. Yeah. You were supposed to do it for the year so every day is like something new that you have to encounter. Um unfortunately I'm probably still in like <laughs> February of last year yeah. or something. But I'm going to catch up. Yeah. Um you know, but it's awesome and I thank her for it because now when I go back to the the journaling that I did back before, before, and I was going through different things, I can like be like, wow, I got through that, you know, and I'm good. And, and so I think it helps with that. And also helps you have perspective on a spiritual level. And I think that's important. Do you
1: remember your dreams when you wake up?
0: Sometimes I do. I do. Do you write it
1: down? No, um, I do never remember my dreams when I wake up. It's like if I remember when I wake up, by the time I go pee, pff, I already forgot my dream. <laughs> so like, I think I feel like some I, of them are I, so vivid. Yeah, but i I'm like I want to oh, do a God. journal. I really want to do a dream journal. But Should
0: do it. Didn't one of our guests tell us to do that? I believe was so. it
1: Alexa? Wait, I don't know. Maybe it was Alexa.
0: I think it was. I think so Because remember her dream in yes,
1: like Sedona. <gasps>
0: Sedona. You guys have to listen to that episode too.
1: Okay. So that was, yeah. So that was our last question. Those were our morning routines, basically. Um, And then somebody had asked us about behind the scenes. Uh, The question was behind the scenes story that was almost a huge fail. So let me think. Oh my God,
0: I have one. Which one? Girl, we almost died when we had... The biggest oh, yes. love coach of life. Yes, Tony. Tony Gaskins, our first <sighs> ever male guest. Guys. We landed, we landed the interview right away. His team was amazing. Shout out to Tony well, let, Gaskins. Let's team. explain to
1: the to to our audience who Tony really is. If just in case they haven't heard the episode, Tony is a love life coach. And I, I say this very vaguely, but like imagine Will Smith and Hitch. He's that love type of coach. I mean, he's not helping other dudes land girls and lie to them. But in the sense of like, he really cares about women. He's an incredible husband and father. And he really inspires women to not take shit from anyone out there and to live their best life and to be treated with utmost respect
0: and he gives it to you like straight yes there is no bs and you know he gives us a guy perspective that sometimes we're lacking if we're just talking to our girlfriends our mothers our aunts so i thought we thought it was a important conversation to have.
1: Yes. So he was on a book tour and Gabby has been following him for a long time. He's been on Oprah and And she hit him up. And he was my coach for a little bit. That's right. And she had reached out to him back in the day. He coached her a little bit. They never met in person. It probably didn't work too much. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should have kept going. Yes, probably. But circles become circles because then we got to, you know, rebuild that relationship with him again. Um, So he was doing his book tour in Miami And Gabby reached out. She sent a cold email. We really weren't expecting to get hit back up, especially with such a short notice. And immediately we got a reply from his team and he was willing to do the podcast. And I know he doesn't do that many podcasts. So it was really special to us that he agreed to do so. Now it was on a time crunch because it was during a conference that he was speaking at. So we had to rush over to Fort Lauderdale Hotel and we got a conference room in there and we set up all the equipment. And guys, he's a busy guy. A really busy guy. So we needed to keep it short. One hour interview, in and out. That's it. And guys, it was an amazing episode. Right, Gabby? I loved it. And it was especially
0: for Valentine's Day. So we were like, yes, we got this. And he was so amazing, so humble. And just he told us, he was like, I don't typically share a lot, podcasts, but I'm going to share yours. And we were just over the moon. I think I screamed during the podcast episode when he told us that. But it was just a good, great moment because we felt that his opinion and his advice is vital to our listeners. So we were like, oh, we got this in the bag. And obviously, as we're working and representing GGB and interviewing people, you know, part of the business is also creating a, you know, a a smooth experience for the guests. Because, I mean, that's part of what You know, I did as a professional when when I worked with talent, our talent is our guests. Right. And so to us, we were like, oh, it was so great. It was amazing. We finished it. He left the room. And then and then
1: this is uh, where I come in. So on the technical side, once we're done recording, what I typically do is I take the SD card out of the recorder and I check the audio and immediately after I check the audio, I send it directly to Ricky so that he can start working on the on the episode mixing. When I went to put that SD card in the computer, guys, it was not there. And I wanted to die. Gabby wanted to die too. The
0: episode wasn't there. It wasn't showing up in
1: the computer. We couldn't it hear it. It just wasn't there. There was like an error. We couldn't hear anything. Gabby's about to cry.
0: No, I'm getting no, diarrhea. No, no, no,
1: wait. <laughs> I
0: think I handled it pretty well.
1: Actually, I think internally you wanted to cry because you did handle it way better than I expected. I think I was more like sweating and like, I'm like, I literally told Gabby, I need to go to the bathroom because I can't. I just was (laughs) like, wait, this can't
0: be like, I can't go to Tony's team and tell him we did not record anything. Like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah, I don't see anything. I was like, oh, my God. okay." Um,
1: And and Ricky was on a plane. He was flying from L.A. to Atlanta. So we knew that for six hours we were not going to get a hold of him.
0: Right. And I'm tripping, but I'm trying to stay calm because obviously I want my chakras aligned. (laughs) Um, And I just I wanted to stay positive about it. And I think it paid off because eventually but Well, we were trying to figure out a plan B as good businesswomen yeah. and hustlers of yeah. us. So she was like, Alex was like, girl, we're just going to have to go
1: and drive, drive to
0: Tampa yeah. and do this all over again. And I was like, do you think he's? It's not even going to come out the same. It was perfect. Like how are we going to recreate the episode again? Right.
1: And how am I going to get... How, it's going to make us look so unprofessional. But then but then if we didn't have an episode, what are we going to tell Tony? Like <laughs> what are we going to do? This guy was on Oprah. Like, yeah, this guy
0: was on Oprah. It was a total fail.com on part of us. And, and I I was yeah. just like, "What are we going to do?" I was just like, "Okay, calm down. Are you sure it's not there, girl?" But then the one thing that gave us a little hope was the fact that the size of the file yeah.
1: The size of the file was a pretty large size. It was like a gig, which is usually what a one hour or 45 minute episode is. So I knew there was something there, but I was like, oh my God, this is completely corrupted. We're not getting this audio back. I can't hear it. I'm trying to troubleshoot. There's nothing I could do. We're trying to Google things. And (laughs) Ricky's like nowhere to be found in the air.
0: And this was guys
1: the interview was like, I don't know, like nine o'clock in the morning. Ricky did not get home till like 10 p.m. at night. So till 10 o'clock at night. We were like freaking out. I kept
0: hitting up Alex like, hey, have you heard from Ricky? Like, what's going on? I couldn't even enjoy my day. And it was a Saturday, I remember. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this was amazing. And this was one of our biggest guests with the most following. I mean, again, he's been on Oprah. Yeah. And we couldn't go back and be like, hey, we're a hot mess. And we didn't record the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, No. But. How did we save the day? Well, well honestly,
1: day. first of all, like Gabby said, we stayed extremely positive. Um, and we kept thinking, you know, God is on our side. We, we got this. We, we know. did say yeah, that, right? we did. We did. We kept saying God he knows what he's doing. It. There is a reason why, we said. So if it didn't work out, there's a bigger reason of why we don't have that audio or we're going to be able to fix it. And Ricky and his magic... He I don't up. know. He picked up the call. I remember. You he picked. Up. Yes, he picked up the call. He was boarding his flight and he's he did like, a
0: layover. And yeah. He called us.
1: And he's like, Girl. Don't worry, you're it's freaking out. It's just a corrupted
0: SD card. Yeah. Don't worry, we got this. And I was like, <gasps> But Are we you really sure? didn't know
1: until he actually checked the file, which was like 30 hours later. Right.
0: And but in between, I was like, but how did you hear him? Was he like positive? <laughs> yeah. Like, was he like tripping? And she's like, No, no, no. He was he was he sounded like nothing. And yeah, because like, okay. Ricky would
1: have been tripping. Cause he's always like super strict with me and like audio. And he was not tripping at all. So I was like, okay, that yeah. made us feel pretty confident. Exactly. So
0: that, Was Like to me, I was like, okay, if he was chilling, we got this. Yes. Because we trust him with our eyes closed. We do. Shout out to Ricky. We love you, Ricky. He
1: had a birthday the other day. Shout out to you. Happy birthday. This kid is so incredibly talented. And it doesn't just stop there. His brother too. His brother did our logo, Rob. Amazing, talented family. I shout out his parents every time that I talk to them because they've raised amazing, amazing sons. I bet you they read Tony's book too.
0: Yeah, they're making it work. Shout out to Tony. But that was definitely one of our fail, fail, fail. But it ended up being beautiful because we made it work. And you guys got to
1: listen to the episode. And you didn't know nothing. And you didn't
0: know nothing. (laughs) Okay,
1: Okay. Oh, you know what, Gabby? I wanted to tell you, and I haven't had a chance to say this to you, and I just remembered Tony said something to us during the episode. It's probably on the recording. He said to us, you guys just became advocates for other women. And that was the first time that it hit me that we really are, our voices are for other people. Like we're really advocates for women and we're really making a difference and an impact in society. And Amen. I never knew that I would be here today, but something has led me here. And I am so happy to be on this journey with you and me continue too. this because we are and, doing and something aside right. Aside
0: from that, I'm happy for a friendship. Yes. We go through shit that we probably can't share here, guys. That is bigger than anything, but I can count on Alex. Yes.
1: Same. Oh, don't, don't cry. We love each other so much. We really are there for each other. We really respect each other. professionally and personally, and we have each other's backs. And our friendship has really, really blossomed over all these years. Because guys, although we met in high school, we were just in the class together. We did not run in the same circle. At MTV, the first few years, we, we knew who we were. She was super nice to me, but we were not that close. And, you know, it's been years since we've worked together. And really something has brought us together again. And Gabby is an incredible human and I love her so I think much. I've cried with Alex so many times. <laughs> We're supposed to cry with each other. When when you're down, I'm up, and then when I'm down, you're up, and that's how we always have to to do right. it. It's like that's- a
0: relationship.
1: You know, we have to have and each other's back. thank you for that.
0: And, and I'm going to be an advocate with you till oh, I the wheel spars off. I, I love, love you. you all
1: right, so, guys. thank you for
0: listening. Yes. And I'm sorry I'm crying, guys. <laughs> it's the crevasse. <curvossian. laughs> it's the crevasse. And it's also my ovulation. Yeah, that too. You know. uh, we'll talk about painful <sighs> ovulation later. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys for listening for and listening. for your
1: support. And you know where to reach us, where to find us, where to listen to us. We love all of you guys. Please keep... DMing us We've built so many Great relationships With so many listeners You know Brenda Whitney Celeste All of you guys You know Pink Pony All of you Please keep writing us We love to talk to you guys Don't Fedra f- Yes Fedra don't be, ash- don't be embarrassed Or ashamed to Text g- guys I give everybody my cell phone um, Don't be afraid to Matt text. Matt wants me. us to call him Yeah this guy my, Matt wants us to help him With some school project What's up Matt I don't know <laughs> if we can help you I don't want to do homework <laughs> but I'll talk to you for a little bit um, hit us up we love to talk to you guys let's build more friendships let's meet each other let's do a brunch let's go to New York thank so, you thank you guys have a great weekend bye you're listening to Girls Gone Boss hosted by Alex and Gabby I love you guys